members of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. We invite you to join us. The phone number is 888 825 225. Jacqueline in Phoenix is going to start off this hour. Hey, Jacqueline, what's up? Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, um, so I'm curious if I'm on baby step two or baby step six. Um, my husband and I had saved for a house and we had a down payment. And while looking for a mortgage, my grandmother offered to let me borrow from my trust fund. And the expectation was that I would pay it back because she doesn't want me to have my trust fund until after she passes. And so I've been tackling the debt like it's baby step two. And my husband thinks maybe we should just chill out a little and tackle it like baby step six. You said you had a down payment for the house previously. Is that correct? What was that down payment? 40%. You had 40% down payment and then you borrowed from grandma? Yes. Okay, how much did you borrow for her, from her? Uh, 230000 Was that the rest of the house? Yes. Okay. So you owe your trust fund for your home? Yes. Um, it's, it's a bad baby step six. Okay. Okay. So, um, how much is in this trust fund? Um, I don't know exactly, but definitely at least half a million. Still, after you took two hundred out. Yes. Okay, so the trust fund was left from who to you? My grandma is leaving it to me. Is leaving it to you? So she's already oh, she opened she put the money in there while she's alive for you, her granddaughter, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And then she agreed to loan the money from the trust fund to you. What happens if you don't pay it? Um, Legally. Legally. Oh, um, I was told that I would just get the balance of what's in the trust fund. So I wouldn't owe the trust fund any money. I would just get whatever's left. So you did not legally do a lien on the house where the trust fund that is yours could actually foreclose on you. You didn't file a mortgage at the courthouse? No. Were there any paperwork signed? Uh, Yeah. There was paperwork signed? Yes. On the loan? Um, It's more like just a document between my grandmother, me, and a lawyer. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Say say that again? It's just a document between me and my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And the document states that... You're to repay this at a certain rate? Yeah. She's paying a certain dollar amount every month until it's paid back or until she passes. Is there interest on that? No, that's an interest-free loan. Okay. Um, I'm curious, what what is Grandma's reasoning for not giving you the money versus lending it? Does she have to? Yeah, which is what she should have done. Um. 
she just doesn't want me to have access to it until after she passes for some reason. But she gave you access to it. Yes, she did. She's talking out of both sides of her mouth. I guess she doesn't want my cousins and siblings to also have access to theirs. Ah, she didn't want to set a precedent. Yes. That the others go, well, you did that for Jacqueline. Oh, yeah. Now, that makes a little more sense. I was getting ready to get after Grandma here for a second. Um, Well, it's baby step six, for sure, to answer your original question. It's not two. It's a home mortgage. It's just a weird home mortgage. Agreed? Yes. Okay. There's no question about what this is for, what the money went to, why you have $200,000 in debt. It's all about this house. And if you were to sell the house, you would pay off the mortgage. If you were to refinance the house, you'd pay off the mortgage, which would be repaying the trust fund that someday will be yours anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to get tacky. Are you okay with that? <laughs> Me? How, yeah. old's, how old's your grandmother? I was going to ask the same thing. <laughs> uh, like early 70s, 72, 73 maybe. Or early 70s? Yeah. Okay. How's her health? <laughs> She's great. Okay. We love her. She's so this good. is going to go a while. Well, actually, I mean, we've been tackling it like it's baby step two, so I only have three more years left on it. But I was just wondering, like, if I were to go back to the agreed upon amount, I could, I mean, it would take it like four years, but I was just wondering. I would, go, I would do the agreed upon amount for four years. Okay. Yeah. Because baby step two is is gazelle intensity. Baby step six is you move from intensity to intentionality. And um, what I would tell you there is put 15% of your income away to retirement. Um, In baby step four, save money for your kid's college. In baby step five, and any money you can get out of your budget beyond that is extra payments on the mortgage. That's a normal baby steps answer. And I'm going to apply it in this weird situation. Okay. Yeah, we just, we've never had that because we grew up on the Ramsey plan. Like, our parents gave us your books as we were kids. So, we've never had that. So, we just, yeah. we freaked out when we suddenly had that. Yeah. How old are you guys? Uh, 33 and 34. Okay. Yeah. So, are you putting 15% away in retirement? Yes. Okay. So, you were already treating it like, and then above that, you're paying more than your normal agreed payment. Yeah, and then we both have second jobs. Okay. I'm, 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 more I, yeah, I might back off on the intensity, have a reasonable life, and pay the regular payment and what you can above that with having a reasonable life, an intentional life, and then get rid of this. <sighs> wow. Yeah. There's only one thing keeping me from saying Grandma made a mistake here, and that's the precedent with the other cousins. Yeah, maybe she's got a crazy she cousin. She does have, well, no, I mean, she does have a point there. Um, but uh, see, the difference in me, though, is this. Uh, we told our kids fair is where cotton candy and the tilt-a-wear world are. <laughs> fair is uh, it's my money. I decide what I want to do with it. That's fair. And so if I want to give your brother more, I'll give him brother more. It's my money. Um, and so if your cousin called up and said, if I was your grandmother, I, I would do away with this loan because I think it's weird, it's icky, it's strange, the borrower's slave to the lender, I got a weird feeling in my stomach talking to you about it, I don't like it, so I would pay it off 
uh, and reduce your amount. And if the cousins come around and go, no, I just did that for her. I'm not doing it for you. By the way, it's free money, so you don't get a vote. My money. Uh, you know, you, get, you can just say no. No is a complete sentence. And fair, fair is where there's cotton candy in the tilt world. It's not fair. Well, it's my money. You know, go visit the fair. It's not socialism. It's capitalism. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. you probably heard there's inflation stagnation recession stock markets failing falling we're out of we're gonna die all right everybody calm down uh if you're investing and this is not the time to panic you got to stay level-headed listen no one gets hurt on a roller coaster ride except those that jump off in the middle so history shows us that the economy recovers time and time again happened even after the great depression even after 9-11 and even after 08 actually a great time to invest when you consider that it's coming back up you're catching it while it's down it's on sale and who doesn't love a good deal but you got to be smart about investing you got to have someone who can guide you through all of this and if you need help finding an investing pro check out our smart vester program it's an easy way to find pros who truly serve with excellence uh, they'll be here to be there to help you figure out what's best for you and stay focused on your long-term goals to get connected with up to five smart vester pros in your area so you can pick the one you want go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor and you can talk with the pros pick the one you want to work with and make an easy investing plan that you feel confident about because with the heart of a teacher they'll sit down and lead you the same way we would it's what we do here. Uh, Emily's with us in Youngstown, Ohio. Hi, Emily. How are you? Uh, good. How are you? Good that, to talk to you. You too. How can we help? Okay. So my short question is, I am a stay-at-home mom and looking for advice as to whether or not I should look for some sort of income or go back to work um, full-time or part-time or stay at home with the kids. Uh, we have been following your baby steps for like four years. Um, we kind of have been working to this point. We have two little kids. We, um, uh, we paid off all of our debt. We saved up for a 20% down payment on a house. And I think we weren't as prepared for me to cut my salary as we thought we were. And we're struggling kind of to, to make the budget every month now that we've moved to one salary. And um, yeah, just, you know, we've been having uh, a lot of conversations like, should my husband look for an increase in his line of work? Should I look for something part-time? How much um, is your house payment? Uh, our house payment is $966. What's your husband's take-home pay a month? His take-home pay uh, a month is 2900 
So your house payment's one-third of your take-home pay. Yes. And how many kids you got? Two. Okay. How old are they? Uh, three and eight months. Okay. And so he makes 48000 a year? Well, okay, maybe I should have specified that. So it's it's a variable pay, so there are, like, months. That, that's the What's his annual income? What's his annual income? Uh, 67. Okay, that's not 2,900. So some months he gets um, more. Does that make sense? Like, I, like, part of it is... A very like it's a variable pay, so part of it is the same, and part of it is a little bit of like a commission sort of. Oh, I see. So some months. So the twenty nine hundred um, is the salary only. More. Yes, that's correct. So that's not your real income. Your real income is sixty seven thousand minus taxes. Correct. Yeah. What does he do? Um, he is a uh, Salesforce technician, so he works like IT kind of stuff. Okay. And when did you all make the transition from two incomes to one? Uh, four months ago. I'm a teacher, so at the end of last, or I was a teacher, so at the end of last school year, was I sent in my resignation. Okay, so did y'all buy the house before you left your job? Yes, we did. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of wondering, so have y'all done the math on about how much more you would need per month to comfortably cover your bills? Yeah, I mean, I think between the kids, it'd be about five hundred. Is kind of what we were thinking, five to seven hundred to yeah. be really comfortable. I, I I think you're uh, debt free, and you have a nine hundred dollar house payment with sixty seven thousand dollar income. I think you've had some other lifestyle things that you need to take out, but this is a doable budget without you working. If you want it to be, if you want to work to buy some luxury items or to eat out more often, then you can. That's up to you. But do you have to to survive? Not with the numbers you gave me. You have no payments but a house payment. Your house payment's $900, and you make a $67,000 income. I don't think you're budgeting well. I think your budgets are loose, and you've not written them down in in detail, and the two of you pinky swear and spit shake, by God, we're sticking to what's on this paper. I don't think you're doing that. Well, and I do wonder if there's (laughs) – I do wonder if there's also like a middle ground where you mentioned, you know, do you take a job out of the house? And, and I'm assuming maybe you're thinking, you know, an official part-time job or an official full-time job. But with five to $700 is the gap. And as a former teacher, you could make quite a bit tutoring and really work around your kid's schedule and, and just have a lot of flexibility. So it's like if you don't want to buckle down on that budget quite as tight or you want to eat out or you want to get, you know, extra clothes or something like that, it, it, and that's just a lifestyle choice you want yeah, to but make. Let, let, let's, let's clarify emotionally, though, what we're doing here, okay? You can live and invest for retirement on 67 with a $900 house payment. You can do it. If you tighten your budget and you watch what you're doing mm-hmm. and the two of you write it down and the two of you stick to it, you can do that. Now, if you want to do some things above that and you're willing to work for those things, that's mm-hmm. fine. But you're not allowed to say, oh, I had to go pick up a part-time job because we just couldn't make it on my husband's income. No, that's not true. You can't say that because you can make it on your husband's income if that's what you want to do. But if you want to do some, I, I, I'm fine with you doing some tutoring, 
but 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 we can't say it's because we couldn't make it. You can make it. True. Well, she even admitted that she she's been a little loosey goosey on the budget. No question. I can do that budget in my head. It's there. So, hey, folks, if you like this show, help us out three ways. One, uh, if you're listening on podcast or YouTube, subscribe. Uh, leave a review, a five star review. We don't need any one star reviews. Thank you. They're not helpful. I mean, Mama used to say, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Amen. Good rule for you people on the internet. And uh, all of you, radio or podcast or YouTube, tell somebody about it. Share it with a friend. You sh- if you have the ability to share a link, share a link. A link to your local talk radio station that carries our show. Thank you for that. But spread the word for us, uh, wh- whatever. So subscribe, review, and um, share. This is the rule. And that's how you can help us if we've helped you. See, we don't charge you for this. It's free. So that's, that's, your, that's your bill right there. I just sent you a bill. you got to help us out. Well, and a lot of you have friends that are drowning. Like money has been taboo for so long, and a lot of people are afraid to talk about it. But a lot of people in your circle are staying up at night stressed out about finances. And you can be that person who brings them hope and brings them life change. Yeah, you don't have to tell them it's about money. You just tell them it's funny. <laughs> you can lie <laughs> hey we try <laughs> well I, you know the, the weird thing was when we very first started on the air um 30 years ago um i mean it, we were so country fried it was awful it was like you're listening to the money game you know i mean it was it was it was bad it sounded like we were broadcasting from a double wide um and you know what but the information was remarkably the same and um People started spreading the word, mm. and that's how we're here 30 years later. Uh, they People telling people, well, telling their friends, you have to listen to the show. you got to check this out. you got to check this out. You can't argue with life change, even if it comes from a redneck. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, what'd you just call me? <laughs> uh, you can't so the, uh, uh, Yeah, I know. It's just, it is what it is. But the uh, uh, yeah, there's a thing going around YouTube. Did you see that thing that me on a Christian TV show, <laughs> like when I was 30? I saw that. And and the comments are all like, "God, he's so country, and he's so kind and gentle." I was I, I've, I've kind of lost my. Um, I, I just don't suffer fools like I used to. But um, yeah, and but the, another thing is they say he says the exact same thing. 30 years uh, that's later. That's true. I do say the exact same thing I did when I was 30. No question about it. This is The Ramsey Show. Number one best-selling author and Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Nick and Susan are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Better than we deserve. Where do y'all live? Milford, New Hampshire. Oh, wow. Nice haul down to Nashville. Yep. Yes, sir. Very cool. And here to do a debt-free scream, how much did you pay off? 57000 Good for you. And your how long did this take? 44 months. 
Cool. And your range of income during that time? Uh, about 74 to 80 with side hustles. Cool. What kind of side hustles did you do? Um, a lot of overtime, work mm-hmm. holidays. Uh, I sold at consignment stores, mm-hmm. uh, Good. DoorDash. Yeah. Good. What do y'all do for a living? I'm an LNA. Mm-hmm. And I'm a physical therapy assistant. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. What kind of debt was the 57? Uh, so it was student loans, a car, a bunch of credit cards, and a phone. You were like normal people. Yes. Yes, sir. How long have you been married? Four years. Okay, cool. And so right after marriage, 44 months ago, uh, you look down and go, ah, this is a mess. We're going to clean it up. Tell me the story. How'd you get about this and start doing the Ramsey stuff? Uh, I actually told her I was going to do this part. Uh, so when I first graduated college, uh, the gentleman I was working for handed me your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes, hey, you're going to want to read this. It'll help you. And that's all he said to me. I was like, oh, cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like he didn't really, uh, not to speak ill of him, but he didn't like give me a story of it. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay. And then I preached through, but I didn't get a lot of it. And like uh, a lot of young men, money wasn't really a thing. Like, oh, you're supposed to be in debt. Like that's just how it's supposed to work. Right. Uh, so I'm like, yes, I had credit card debt and I had all this other stuff. And then my go-to strategy, which never worked by the way, is like, oh, when I get my tax return, I'll just pay yeah, everything that, off. Yeah, that'll be, that'll, that'll be what saves me, yeah. Exactly. And every year I'm like, huh, that didn't work. That's weird. Hmm. Uh, but then I got older and then I also met my future wife and then we got married and she took your course without me. She's like, hey, I want to do this with my friend. Do you mind if I go? I'm like, absolutely. Please have fun. And then she comes back. She's like, hey, I, you should do this course with me. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, okay. You sound like my old boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, having some wiser men around me, they're like, hey, if your wife shows interest in something, you probably should too. So after she said that to me, I, I took it, thought about it for like a day and I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's do the course. I'm going to learn something regardless. Uh, and then when I took the course, a lot of it just made a lot of sense. And we had just shortly had our daughter mm. and going from a young man to having no responsibility other than yourself. Like, uh, I, I kind of did things backwards. I was giving without actually being financially stable. I'm like, Oh, you need money for gas. Here you go. Oh, you need food. Here you go. I live in ramen noodles for a month. What do I care? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have children, an entirely different world. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. my wife was already good with money before I even came into the picture. Mm-hmm. All of this was her to getting me on the same track. Uh, so after we took the course and it all made sense, she's like, Hey, let's, let's do this. And I said, okay. Um, of course. At what go- point in this whole thing did you remember that this was the same guy that the, in the book that you threw away? Uh, actually, I didn't realize it until we got to the course and they handed me your book. Oh, you're like, oh, oh, I used to have <laughs> one of those. I, 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 okay. Actually, I told her, I'm like, yeah. hey, I've got this in storage someplace. She's like, why <laughs> yeah. didn't you read it? I'm like, that's a great question. This, I don't, this is a fair question. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a good answer for you. Uh, but when we were running through the course, uh, one of the things she said to me was like, hey, if when we do this, it was never if, it was when, I want to go down and I want to do the scream. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Like they're going to pick us. Like I agreed. Uh, but being a man of my word, we finished, we paid off debt and she's like, hey, I'm going to email them and see if we can do the scream. I'm like, yeah, okay, great. I think it was a day later. I got the, uh, the full caps text. We got picked. Ooh, okay. <laughs> We're going, going to, to Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Going to Nashville. I love it. Well, way to go guys. Very cool. Yeah. Good on you for listening to the wife and good on you for leading the charge. That is awesome. <laughs> Um, so, okay, you said you did a lot of side hustles. What did this journey look like for y'all? Uh, working a lot. <laughs> yeah, sounds uh, like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the other thing, too, is right when we decided to do this, just before we started, I literally had a car blow up. So we had to get another car. So that got added into the uh, the debt snowball. You get COVID right in the middle of your deal. Well, yep. that's just it, too. So she was working a full-time job. COVID hits. And now she has to be a stay-at-home mom slash stay-at-home teacher. 
Yeah. So I'm working every holiday I can. Um, every weekend she's doing double shifts while I stay home with the kids. Um, just everything we can do to pay off debt. But you guys are incredible. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Well done. Well done. How's it feel? Amazing. Oh yeah, it feels <laughs> yeah. really good. And the best part is all the people that we talked to about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, but that it, actually you can't only really do that, or that doesn't really work." And it's like it did, but, but we we did. Yeah. But there's us. Yeah, what, what that's about just that? It. Yeah, like we're actually the proof. Yeah, that's it. So, what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? If somebody will actually listen, trust the process. Like mm. it's the these steps aren't complicated. It's simple, but following through with it is where the dedication comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Forty-four months, by God, that's yeah. a yeah. long trek. Yeah. And throw a little COVID in the middle of it, you know. just for fun. That actually helped us with all the bonuses that our work. Yeah, because we're both in healthcare, so yeah. they oh, just okay. wanted. Yeah, zoom, zoom. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like, they, at wanted, my job, they wanted you around for sure. Yeah. 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 And people were quitting left and right in our jobs because of the health scare. So yeah. they're like, "Hey, we need people. We'll pay you X amount extra if you want to come in." Yeah. Awesome. We'll be there. You're like, I'll do this. Yeah. So what's next? What's next now that you're you're debt free past baby step two? Saving for a house. All right. Yeah. Good for you. That's exciting. Love it. Love it. And you brought the kiddos. Bring them up. Yes. Tell us their names and ages. So this is Aria, who's four. Mm-hmm. Just turned five. Oh, All just right. turned five. Excuse me. Typical dad. And yeah. this is Natalie. She's 11. <laughs> All right. Oh, Very hi. good. Good stuff. Well, we've got a copy of Total Money Makeover for you to give away to someone with a better explanation than you got. <laughs> and uh, Baby Steps Millionaires, the latest number one bestseller, because that's the next chapter in your story. We want to hear from you when you become Baby Steps Millionaires. You're on your way. And a one-year membership to Financial Peace University. And again, you've been through the class, so you'll be able to give that to somebody and probably got somebody in mind that maybe you can get them going. That'd be great. That's yes, what sir. this is all about, the live and give bundle there for you. Congratulations, you guys. We're proud of you. Very well done. Nick and Susan, Natalie and Aria, Milford, New Hampshire, 57000 paid off in 44 months, making 74 to 80. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three, Three two, two, one. We're, We're debt-free. Free. Yeah. yeah. Woo-hoo. I love it. There is a really good life lesson that is evolving on the debt-free stage in the last few months. Here's the life lesson. You remember when you thought that everything as you knew it, any chance of prospering, any chance of winning, that COVID had stolen it all? You remember how COVID was the worst possible thing, the quarantine, the loss of a job, and, and we were all freaked out. Some of you were so freaked out that you're still trying to emotionally recover from your freak out. Here's an interesting number for you. Since the quarantine, 82 of our debt-free screams since the middle of 2020, 82 of our debt-free screams have been that they claim they got out of debt because of COVID, meaning COVID indirectly was a blessing. It caused them to focus. His wife got on board with the baby steps, took an extra job that was COVID-related. What got us started? The pandemic scared us to death. When COVID hit, we changed careers. The pandemic changed my outlook on spending, uh, my change in spending habits during COVID. I was able to work more and got a lot of income during COVID. COVID was actually good, increased his salary. Pandemic made their dream more attainable. Side hustles exploded. Things opened after COVID. 
when COVID hit, my business went crazy. These are actual phrases from some of the 82 people that have had that said COVID is to blame for their getting out of debt. Isn't that interesting? That's powerful. Yeah. It's like, you know, COVID was like a fire and a lot of people ran away from the fire. These people actually ran towards it and put out the fire. Or, like, yeah, and, and got paid well. <laughs> yeah. Changed their family tree in the yeah. process. I mean, it, it, listen, it was a valid thing to be afraid. But isn't it interesting that when you look back on the things that you were afraid of, how many times they turn into a blessing? That's the life mm-hmm. lesson. And uh, these people here, man, I mean, they were able to work like crazy. Their income went way up during because of COVID. And um, that's, it's just a, that's a thing to remember. When I, when I think I'm going to die from this, I'm probably just being a drama queen. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means even if you mismeasure, you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. Free samples, free shipping, and new promos all the time. If you want a great deal, use the promo code Ramsey at Blinds.com. Today's question comes from Brian in Nebraska. My wife and I live in Nebraska. She's graduating from dental school, and we are expecting our first child in May as well. The only debt we will have is a combined $300,000 in student loan debt once she is done with school and a mortgage of $180,000 with forty dollars to $60,000 in equity. I currently make $62,000 a year as an architect. She has a job offer in Memphis, Tennessee to teach as a professor for $160,000 or work in Nebraska for $100,000 to $125,000 a year. Do we move to Memphis, Tennessee with a newborn where she can make more money and we can sell the house to put our equity to pay our student loans or stay in Nebraska to continue paying down debt and have a community that is able to help with the baby? Well, the first thing that struck me is only $300,000 in student loan debt. We only have $300,000. It's not $500,000. It's only $300,000. Oh, my God. The other thing that's interesting to me is she's graduating from dental school, which that seems to be where the debt's coming from, but then she's going to be a professor. Well, there's a dental college in Memphis. Okay. She's going to be teaching dentistry. But do you think it's better to to start out being a dentist and get real-world experience before teaching? Uh, It's obviously not necessary. I mean, how many professors did you have that had real-world experience doing anything except being a professor? I mean, that seems like the best route. I also just wonder, too, like, if she became an actual dentist, could she make more money and knock that debt out quicker? He's saying she's got $125,000. Really, first year out, $100,000 on dentist is about right. I'm a little shocked at how high the professor's score is. That's a pretty score. $160,000. And the question is, too, okay, so if you move down there and you don't make at least sixty-two, this is not an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's got to get a job making 62 or more as an architect in Memphis. Well, that that also seems 
a little low for an architect, right? It does, yeah. Ah, yeah. There's, like a, there's like a lot of questions on this. Yeah. So, all right, let, let's just, let's throw some assumptions on there so we can answer it. Let's okay. say that you moved to Memphis and you made 80 as an architect and she made 160, okay? And you live there three or four or five years and you clean up your dadgum mess that you've made. Only 300,000 in debt, right? Um did he say how much equity in the house? 40 to 60 in equity. Yeah, not much. Okay, so that's not going to move the needle. The big thing that moves the needle is the income difference. Um, or we change jobs as an architect in Nebraska and make more money, and she gets mm. a better job than she's been offered so far as a dentist and makes 150 in Nebraska. If she can make 150 and he can make 80, and you hate the idea of Memphis yeah. uh, instead of Nebraska, then I would stay. And it takes you another, what, six months to a year to get out of debt, yeah. you know, if you do that. Um, but I, uh, you you seem to be underpaid. Right. Uh, for your, I mean, if, if you have a four-year degree in architecture and you're making 62, I got a problem, okay, period. Let's just say that. Number two, 125 is a little low, but not super bad for first time out of the gate dentist. That's not bad at all. Um, I, I, I kind of think I'm hearing down under that last sentence, I uh, have community that's able to help with a baby. Do I move away from everything that I know, my family, my roots, my church? Well, and another factor to consider is the fact that, like, I don't know what that community is going to do, like how much they're going to help, but but there's daycare costs as well. If you move to Memphis, maybe maybe in Nebraska you have a grandma who's planning on taking care of the baby, and in Memphis you're going to have to pay for full time daycare. So even in that equation, just making sure to factor yeah, in childcare. You got to run that in there too. So um, if you maximized your income in both locations, it sounds like Memphis gets you out of debt a year sooner. No one says you have to live there the rest of your life. It's not required. Uh, you could go work there three or four years and then move mm -hmm. back to Nebraska. That would be fine if you hate it. Um, you could look at it as an adventure. You know, it's not a uh, it's not a permanent decision forever and ever. I mean, you could look at it as an adventure and go do that. Like, for instance, these people that are contractors with the military and they go to Dubai for a year and make 6x what they would have made in the States and pay off everything and they can basically give up a year and they have a little adventure in Dubai and go do it and you know or whatever and there's a uh, in the sandbox one way or another and there's people doing that and uh, that's that you, you but it's a matter of looking at it I think the I'm going to be away from community and everything that I know has a rest of your life feel to it that isn't required um, as far as I know you can still um, uh they still allow you to leave Memphis once you move there. True. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'm also thinking, like, personally, she is graduating from dental school, so there's going to be a huge life change just in going from being a full-time student to working. And then she just had a baby. She's got a newborn. So even just, man, the first year postpartum, I would not have been super excited about an adventure across country and mm. moving away from family. So there's yeah. also just the emotional aspect of, like, what does she really want? Like, what... Yeah. What is her capacity? I've, what is you know, she? We're, we're going to Minneapolis tomorrow night, okay? And um, I've got friends from that grew up in Minneapolis. They uh, were born and bred there. Everything they knew was there. And um, at 50-something years old, they said, I'm tired of being cold. I'm leaving. 
and they moved to Nashville, and they live down the street from us. You know, and they're they're sweet people. They go back to Minneapolis occasionally, see their friends, but they were tired of it. And you may be tired of Nebraska. I don't know, True. but it doesn't say that here. True. What seems to be between the lines here is you would hate leaving Nebraska, mm-hmm. and the only reason you'd be doing it would be for a little extra money. And I would challenge you instead to go maximize your incomes where you are and stay. One hundred percent. Yeah, and if it takes you one year longer to get out of debt by doing that but don't stay there and make 62 and 100 yeah. which is more than she, which is all she, she could have made that much by herself because you two both minimized the crap if you make yeah. 60 and she makes 100 that's 162 she got an opportunity to make 160 by herself in memphis that's not okay so if you're gonna stay in nebraska you need to go up your game yes somewhat it doesn't have to be as high uh, as the Memphis and the Memphis deal does does not work at all, dude. If you don't get an architectural job there, making more than you make now, right? Well, and I'd also be curious about cost of living. Like it seems like, I mean, I'm not super familiar with Nebraska, but it seems like it'd be Depends. cheaper to live there yeah, versus it, it, in Memphis. But probably, but Memphis is not that high. But also, just make sure to compare that because even the equity you have in your house, forty to sixty thousand, it's not that much money. And so, just make sure you compare the the just the cost of living, the cost of daycare, all of that, and factor all that into consideration. Because so here, here's a mistake that people make in their logic on this, and this is the the subject in general. Mm. Do I move for a job? And it, it's as if they're doing is if are am I doing something wrong if I don't take a job in a place I hate because it pays more. No, you're not. Careers are personal things. Personal finance is first personal, mm. and then it's finance. And, and so, you know, if you, I'll give you an example. Okay, people told us with the with the Dave Ramsey show in the old days that it will never be a big radio show if we don't move to L.A. or New York. And I'm like, I like visiting L.A. or New York for about forty eight hours, and then I'm ready to leave the chances of me living there is precisely zero and if that means that the dave ramsey show is never a big deal because i refuse to locate in one of those two cities um then it won't be now it turns out that we're the second largest talk radio in america today so those people that said that didn't know what they're talking about thank goodness but i made the choice quality of life on nashville versus those two places oh dadgum no question i'm chuckling a little bit inside trying to picture you living in la or new york bringing redneck radio to the big city (laughs) (laughs) well we are broadcasting both of them thank you very much but yeah matter of fact highly rated in both of them so it's working you still won here we go (laughs) golly you and your redneck jokes today i'm just uh, come up with some venezuelan jokes or something here bring it yeah bring it bring it this is the ramsey show Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.